0: You are going to clean the gutters. What gutters? On a roof. Where? On the edge. The things that collect the water. I don't know what you mean. Don't get smart with me. I don't know. The drain pipes for the rain?
1: Come here. Kids today, I tell you, they just don't make them like they used to. Welcome to Cut to Black, a Soprano sit down. I am J- Jesus. I am Jim Scampoli, Jesus. and I've seen ah. every episode of The Sopranos.
0: I'm Jacob Burrows, and I've seen, uh, you know, just uh, just really these 36, whatever we're at right now. We're on uh, Season 3, Episode 9, The Telltale, Telltale mozzarella. Um And, uh, yeah, gutters, huh? I feel yeah. like that's what happens when you go to a new country like I do, and it's like, oh, you mean that thing, but then... Yeah. You never have the realization of what they mean. He never thought about how the water can- comes down, and I think you've brought up before how they just use AJ perfectly. He doesn't have to be a great actor for that scene to be great. He just has to stare blankly forward, and I, I loved it.
1: Yes, the Telltale Mutzel, also known as the Lady Gaga episode, more commonly referred to, because uh, Lady Gaga's in this episode. Did you see that on the on the old wiki there?
0: Is she the new love interest or what? No. I can't even tell.
1: She's just one of the giggling girls while AJ and his friends are trashing the uh, <laughs> the pool. She's like sitting on the bleachers smoking a cigarette. I don't think she has a line or anything like that. But yes, that's Lady Gaga bursting on the scene uh, in an episode of The Sopranos.
0: Wow. I've never seen her
1: look not weird, so I uh, <laughs> didn't recognize her at all. Uh, this episode was written by Michael Imperioli, Christopher Moltisanti himself, it was directed by mm. David Atias, who also directed the second episode and his son. I mean, this, ep- this episode aired um, April 22nd, 2001. Meanwhile, February 23rd, 2001, his son, David Atias, uh, mowed down a bunch of people in his car uh killed four people and someone else died 15 years later due to complications of it uh Uh he he uh i guess they was brought up on four counts of vehicular manslaughter and gross negligence he got out of his car and started uh saying he was the angel of death or something like that um
0: Um, okay it doesn't sound like negligence (laughs) when you do it like that but okay
1: Uh, He was deemed um, a crazy person, and uh, I guess they recently let him out of the hospital on some sort of release program, so there you go. He only directs one more episode (laughs) in season four.
0: Wait, yeah, no, so this was the director's son we were talking about Yes, his son, David. Okay, just checking. All right, interesting. Uh, uh, I was trying to find his Wikipedia here. I'm on on the dad's Wikipedia. They tactfully don't mention it.
1: It's called Um, the uh, 2001 Isla Vista Killings. Um, uh, David, uh, well, Dan Atias, the director, they did try to bring up a civil case against him and his wife for recklessly permitting David to drive their car. Uh, The suit was settled confidentiality out of court, meaning they probably had to pay some people off. Hmm. Well, that was
0: interesting. Uh, Let's talk about The Sopranos, Yeah, yeah. uh, I guess. Uh, Episode 9 there. Um, So what did you think of this episode, Jim? Is there something else I should know? Any horrible secrets about this episode? I mean, you already hit the two big ones, I think, Gaga and the car thing.
1: Well, it's weird because I feel like I have to get into some of those things because not a a very strong episode, in my opinion.
0: Mm, You're not necessarily wrong. I mean, AJ really pulled his weight, but... uh, uh, I I don't think you're crazy for saying so.
1: It's not bad per se. Um, it just it's fairly late in the season to be kind of hanging out, like you know, just yep. chilling. Uh, this episode, I mean, because it's got some good moments. Don't get me wrong. And I do like, even though we're focused, and, and I mean, I guess to the detriment of the episode, we're focusing on Jackie Jr. But I like the angle we're taking because. You know, we've talked a lot about how Jackie Junior's thing is to constantly be like, "Uh, "Jackie, stay in school. Come on, dude. What are you doing?" Uh, But I like that. The angle here is that no, now it's for real because you're involved with my family. Like before, it was just kind of, uh, you know, polite, kind of being polite. Like "Ah, I got to at least do this because I made a promise to your father, which clearly didn't wasn't a real promise. But now yeah. that, you know, you're involved with my daughter, now this is a real thing and there are consequences. Uh, so at least I, I like that that's at least kind of ramping up.
0: Yeah, that that's what made it feel like a late season episode to me, because we've been talking about this janky situation for so fucking long. And it's yeah. been a lot of talking and not a lot, a lot of happening. But now things are happening in it, uh, you know, as far as him. Like he's, like you've mentioned, it's getting serious now. But he's, he's also at the same time trying to ramp up his, you know, mob uh, influence and and like, oh, I'm the one pulling strings behind here, and I, this guy's my friend, and and that guy's my friend, and now I need a piece and uh, all of this stuff. So uh, and Ralphie connects with that, of course. So uh, you know, there's there's some stuff going on. Overall, yeah. though, we are hanging out a lot, and we start hanging out uh, at home with Tony giving a great romantic gift for no real reason. Always a real warning sign, isn't it?
1: Well, I mean, it is her birthday. It is Carmilla's birthday. Okay. Because at first... Okay, I
0: forgot. I forgot. (laughs) I'm as bad as Tony. I'm worse.
1: Well, no, no, but to your point, I almost thought, like, the way she was reacting, I was waiting for her to be like, my birthday is not for a month or something like that. But no, then everyone starts showing up, like, on cue... Much like a sitcom, uh, it's very
0: sitcom. <laughs> like even the way it's shot, when she just comes in, like I'm home. It's like wide shot, and then yeah. he comes in, and you could have a laugh track on that. AJ hands over the matrix. Ha 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 ha. It
1: could work. <laughs> I do love that AJ hands over the matrix as a birthday yeah. gift, um, and I mean, because even Meadow, it's like, oh, sh- it's a thoughtful gift, but you hear the quick passing comment of, you know, I put it on your credit card. So it's of you know, ugh, it's disgusting children and a disgusting husband, uh, <laughs> who's only giving you a nice ring because he's you know a, an adulterous piece of shit. But and, and weirdly, I thought this was a gag they were doing, um, because Tony comes in at first and he's like "Happy birthday," but then he starts singing it differently. Oh,
0: I thought so too. I thought, yeah. and it, they do it again, obviously. Yes. So I was like, "This is a hilarious joke." And then it's almost like they do it just because. I'm sure you know. all know what we're talking about, but, you know, for a long time, you couldn't sing Happy Birthday, the Happy Birthday song, because it was copyrighted. You had to pay a lot of money. Um, but uh, So the, so it's interrupted. He starts it like that, then he changes it into another tune. Yeah. Uh, like they do at restaurants when they sing Happy Birthday, they'll just <laughs> sing whatever bullshit. This is what I've heard on the Jim and Them podcast. It doesn't <laughs> happen in my country, of course. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, neither of them. And uh, then later, they just start, happy, yeah. and someone knocks on the door. It's hilarious. Yeah, and then they just sing it anyway. But
1: yeah, then they end up singing it. But yeah, I was totally maybe that was still part of the bit. Maybe they only wanted to sing it once because I believe now it's you don't have to pay. But yeah, yeah, for a long time there was this thing of like, oh, we're not going to put Happy Birthday in our project because you have to pay out the nose for the rights to it. But yeah, they eventually do pay it. But yes, um, we intercut like as we're checking in on Carm's birthday, we check in at the Lollipop Club where there's Furio and I think Benny and just some guy we don't know who's crying about his club and the Vikings and how they missed an extra point, um, which is setting things up. But then we cut back. Yeah, they're about to sing, and Jackie Jr. knocks on the door. Uh, he shows up with a nice bottle. They do a quick reference to Have You Heard the Good News again. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> and uh, and then we have like Carmilla's birthday party. We also check in uh, at that birthday party. We do check in with the religious guy again when he's talking about what, like, alcohol is no good. And then um, Janice comes out and Tony has to, like, point at her nose because apparently she's, what, snorting Coke in the bathroom during the yeah, party. Uh,
0: because she comes out like, oh, but the Lord does this. Oh, mysterious ways. And then he just taps his nose and she's like, all right, yep. Yeah, so Thanks. Cheers, brother. It is, um, it
1: is a little, like... You know, not that there was this big arc for Janice, but I mean, we started with Janice, uh, you know, with some fallout from last season. Uh, She was, you know, out of the state. And of course, they bring her back because uh, Livia died. And then she has this moment, you know, well, she steals the leg and then gets beat up and has this moment of enlightening. Uh, where she becomes born again. But then from here, ever since then, it's just played as laughs. It's just played as goofs. Like, there's nothing really to it. So, I mean, all right. Thanks. Thanks for giving us the goofs, I guess, Janice.
0: Yeah. No, I was thinking the same thing. It's all comic relief from her. And not, I mean, (laughs) not that she's the most... It's Well, you know, she she's had her arcs. She She's just in the background right now, so that's why they're playing it for laughs. And I feel like the whole part of her being like born again is like a big joke because it's just there to annoy Tony, but annoy Tony in a way where she's not like actually interfering with mob business or anything like that, like she yeah. may have been doing previously. So she has been, you know relegated to the rafters she's away for now and then we can get some laughs out of her she's still around she still gets a credit uh get some money uh so that's good i mean um, and we go
1: back oh, well, i was just gonna say go uh, on that topic on the positive side of that as i do like the character and i i guess i do i appreciate that they're not trying to force her into the yeah like the mob life or the mafia storyline after she's you know embedded in it last season so yeah fair enough they're keeping her around I'll i'll allow it
0: Yeah, so we go back to the lollipop where Chris is bringing Adriana in and shows her the place, says she's going to be the owner slash manager, and you know, but but we're the shadow mob that runs everything. It is really interesting because I couldn't help but think uh, in this scene and you know throughout about the difference between their relationship and Tony's relationship with Carmilla, where Chris like she, she, Carmilla obviously always has known what Tony does but there's been a separation of church and state in a way. And here it's more like, I don't know, because Adriana knows as well and she thinks it's cool and her family's in on it. But Carmilla, she could have been that as well, but she's so clearly not. She wants to be something different. So it's, I don't know, it's just an interesting contrast.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right. Because, um, yeah, it's definitely played different. Although in a weird way, it would be like, You know Tony would bring Carm to a new house, I guess. But yeah, Yeah. but with with uh, Christopher, it's a little bit more direct. Even though he's clearly using her as like the front for this, you know, club that they're gonna do whatever they do with it. But yeah, but she is kind of more directly involved. Uh, But hey, I guess it's just another. It's just like you know Tony gives Carmella a ring, Christopher gives her a club. Uh, there's some parallels there. Uh, and then what? Yeah. They bring in the fucking, uh, the, the owner has to come in and be like, yeah, he works for you. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and, and backtrack a quick, uh, second here is we see AJ and Jackie jr. Bonding a little bit over football and Meadow is like very smitten where smitten to the point where she's like, I want to see my little brother play football. Oh, I need to come to the game too. She's such a yeah. phony, uh, <laughs> but I mean, I, I guess as we see throughout this episode, Jackie Jr. I mean, if I could be blue for a moment, he must be given that good dick. If if I could say anything right now, because it's very blue of you, yeah. yeah. I mean, because she does. His uh, Edgar Allan Poe paper gets him an A and she gets the D because the first thing that she pulls out is she's like, You can repay me. She's pulling out a condom and whatnot. I'm like, Jesus, Meadow. God damn it.
0: Yeah, did, did oh. I was just about to say did she do a paper in this episode too? Fuck it, I'm an idiot. Yeah. Uh yeah, no. A's and D's all around. Um yeah, no, you you are right. You are very much right. And it's interesting as well, not interesting, but it's it's funny. We see Meadow coming in. Even when she comes in at the start, she's like smiling. She's got a a nice uh new look about her she's a big city girl and she's not the same depressed mess that she's been so uh, I guess it's fine nothing bad will come of this I say Uh, if you didn't know I haven't watched uh, The Sopranos before so we'll see Um, but yes, so Tony and Carmela are in bed and Tony's watching another movie. Do you know which one this one is?
1: Um, I did. I didn't know offhand, obviously, yeah. but I did see it. Uh, God damn it! I had Started it up for to put a you on ago. The spot. I just assume you uh, know everything, it's, Jim. It's a gift. Um, it's a what? W.C. Fields movie. Uh, I guess David okay. Chase a big fan of W.C. Fields. They do mention that uh, in the early season. Um, Tony does an impression of uh, Fields from the Bank Dick. I have I have heard David Chase uh, reference the bank Dick a lot in um, interviews, but yeah, he's watching W.C. Fields movie, and uh, Carmella is giving her concern about this relationship, which I was kind of I I, I uh, even though I have seen every every episode, I forgot that she was concerned, and I mentioned it I think last episode yeah. when Rosalie's all excited, but Carmella was kind of like Ugh, I don't know about this, and uh, yeah, it all makes sense because she doesn't want. She's indirectly saying, like, I don't want Meadow to be with you, Tony. You know, yes. <laughs> someone like you. She's better than this, and I, you know, I think that's uh, that's fair. Uh, and as we see through this episode, it kind of we get a flip flop on where they're at on this Jackie Jr. and Meadow situation.
0: Yeah, that's true. Uh, but yeah, so we we get the scene like you mentioned where. Oh how can I repay you etc the condom comes out let's go to the next scene yeah. um it's in the in the gym there's a like so when i first saw this i was like aj's on the swim team too like what an athlete but no they're just hanging out well, at night if you remember aj is
1: on the swim team i mean oh, okay. he had this well, remember tony missed his swim meet last season and he almost right, came he in second or something like that
0: <laughs> can he fit in all that in his schedule
1: well, maybe he's dropped it now that he's a football star. Well, he's, you
0: know, catching up on the nights, um, on the night shift. Um, but, yes, yeah, so some guys come in and they throw the teacher's desk in the pool. What did you think of this? Seemed pretty hilarious
1: until someone smashed the glass, right? Well, it's weird because it does – even, like, the way it's directed and shot, that feels like the big moment. But it's almost like – yeah, it is like worse, but it's all bad. It does. It doesn't even feel to me like that's as uh, like any worse than they're throwing like someone's desk in the pool. You know what I mean? The, the desk I thought was fine, but then
0: there's a, a a box full of papers, and I'm like, well, that was probably more important <laughs> than the desk because yeah, the desk you could just pull up. It was a pretty shitty school desk. Uh, but then you throw in like bunches of files and probably someone's grades and papers and things and that's like all goes in there yeah. uh so you're right it's kind of like well it's all bad
1: well and i mean what was the previous thing with aj and his friends acting out was it just when they were sneaking around smoking weed because uh, it wasn't there another thing that he had to get punished for before his uh confirmation i mean he was
0: drinking in like school and the or the, co- the yes. stole the communion wine that was like yeah. seasons ago though yeah okay you're right uh, yeah
1: um well because it's you know, it's reminiscent of that. It's also, I mean, as this episode plays out, it's very reminiscent of when Meadow had her party at uh, Livia's house, because again, we're kind of back to how powerless you are as a parent and what you're supposed to do to uh, discipline your kids. And in this case, we get a different angle because it's the old like, the jocks get special treatment-type deal, so you're even more powerless because you don't even have the school on your side that's also saying what you're doing is wrong. Um,
0: And the weird thing about all of this is that even when that's happening, I'm like, well, clearly this is actually because of Tony, because even though how, how often the show tries to tell me that he's good at football, I just... I just don't believe I can't yeah. believe it. I haven't seen it well, enough cuz he yeah. he's he doesn't even believe it. He's just surprised by everyone saying he's good at it. So I almost am watching that like but he's not he's not that good. Maybe they just have a real shit team so like anyone's okay, I guess.
1: Yeah, it it is weird because it's like I mean, I guess they showed us that he did that one good play, but we yeah. I guess we're just supposed to assume that all this other time we haven't seen him play that he's good. But I guess I prefer that because I don't want to spend a lot of time where it's like, and then this is AJ's game. It's, you know, down uh, fourth and one. What's he going to do? And like they have to f- have a big moment for AJ. Uh, you know, hey, he, I guess he's good. He, he's he's uh, he's a dumb jock. Uh, what do you want from him? Um, yeah. Now, I, I uh, we might jump around a bit just because I want to stay in this for a second because as we – you know, it's, it plays out like they don't find out immediately, also, uh, obviously. Like there's a scene in between where AJ's hanging out with Jackie again. But when they find out and they're asking AJ, like, why he did it, because it's not just that. I mean, I don't even know if AJ did, AJ didn't even do the worst of it. He's just kind of with yeah. his friends. So. On one hand, I get why they're disappointed, but on the other hand, it's like they did specifically show. It's not like AJ was the one that's like, let's fuck this shit up. He was just hanging out with his friends and you get caught up in it. And the main reason why I want to talk about it is because when they ask, like, you know, why'd you do it? And he's just like, I don't know. It's because I have a very similar story. When I was, um, when I was in, I guess, summer of seventh grade, Mm -hmm. I lived in these apartment buildings And then behind it was, like, these woods. And then if you go through the woods, there was this kid I went to school with. His house was on the other side of the woods, and he had a pool. And his family, him and his family went on a vacation, and they were out of town. And me and my friends just went swimming in his pool because no one was there. But then we found out that his garage was open. Right. And there was a refrigerator in there, and there was, like, juice, and then there was steaks. Uh, And so we just started throwing the steaks in the pool. (laughs) (laughs) Right?
0: (laughs) And then what happened So
1: yeah, and then just like taking like his lawn furniture and throwing that in the pool and Mm. you know, just like throwing all his stuff all the stuff in the pool, and this was your friend, you said. <laughs> well, this was me and my friends. Yeah, we're all doing it. Oh, and but whose?
0: I mean, the house. Whose house was it?
1: Oh, it was a kid I went to school with. I mean, I wouldn't He wasn't like an enemy, but he wasn't necessarily a friend either. It was well, kind like, yes, it, <laughs> and and I guess if we could throw in a, a level of class warfare, it was like we're the kids that live in apartments. You have a house with a pool. Uh, yeah. I mean, not that we understood that in our young minds, but I'm sure there's an <laughs> element of it there. Uh, And then it was even to the point where like we knew like his grandmother lived with them and had almost like a separate kind of uh, area. Like there was a separate entrance upstairs. Like there was an outside stairs that went up to like the second floor. And then we were trying to like break through the door. (laughs) But like we don't know why we were doing it. It's just your kids. And for whatever reason, I guess there's just those rebellious moments. It's kind of like. You know, uh, grabbing the world by the balls, I guess. Like, we, you know, <laughs> we're we're all day long. We're getting told what to do by our parents and by our teachers and stuff. But it's like now we're on our own. No one's around. We can do whatever we want. We did get we ended we did get caught, and it was a similar thing. It was just kind of like, why'd you do it? And It's like uh, I don't know. There were steaks in there. <laughs> what are we gonna do? Cook them? We're thirteen, <laughs> you know. <laughs>
0: wow. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. We we all. Uh, do things without exactly knowing why it's pack mentality and all that although i haven't done that specific thing i mean it sounds fun i kind of wish i had done it when i was 13 it seems like i'd get in a lot of trouble if i did it now uh but still maybe i'd be better at not getting caught so it could be you know either side There's ups and downs uh yeah i'll have to go looking for a pool that sounds pretty i mean even watching this i'm i'm also kind of it, it it feels unfair just because he has a standard pizza to the, that he really likes. Ah, uh, he has to get fucked over from just that when all the other kids were doing the bad stuff when he was just you know helping. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. That it, it, it is a fun way they go about it where um they find the pizza. I, lo- I love they- that
0: scene. The pizzeria, like the pizzeria scene, is so like that's. I mean. I know we joke about it being a lot like a sitcom. This isn't really like a sitcom, but it's just very funny with all new characters that have never been in the show (laughs) just talking back and forth, and it's hilarious. Like, who made this? Oh, what? Uh, This is your (laughs) store logo. That's my books. It was at a crime scene. And it's like they're so serious about it. My pizza never hurt nobody. You'll find no bacteria. (laughs) I love that
1: line. My pizza never hurt nobody. And it's like, tell me their names. I cracked their fucking skulls or whatever he says. Uh, Yeah, that that in. That interaction is so great um, because the comedy, um, it doesn't come off as like, I mean, clearly they're aware of what they're doing. They're, they're playing out this comedic scene. It's not like in some drama shows where it, it becomes melodramatic and it's funny like in, unintentionally. Uh, they're just nailing some great humor here. I love this. Uh, the fact that they could trace the pizza down and then they have yeah. this great interaction <laughs>
0: I mean, ju- the the dad's hilarious, and then the kid comes up, and he's more serious, but he just opens it up, and he's like, that's a custom job. Yeah. Uh, like, How so? Meatball, pepperoni, sausage. <laughs> it's like a real coroner-type analyzing yeah. what it is, and like, mm, extra mozzarella. Does this is pie fit a pattern? Anyone order this regularly? Yeah. I just love all these lines. I almost thought, like, this guy's going to get whacked, or at least he should think that he gets whacked. He knows who the Sopranos are. Everyone knows who the Sopranos are, but I guess he sells them out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like he does. He does kind of try not to at first. Uh, But, yeah, they threaten him like, you know, you're an accessory after the fact because, you you know, you know who ordered this pizza. Um, And even like the dean or principal or whatever he's supposed to be of the school. Like, I like how his character is just this kind of over the top. Like, he's like the wall of pride, like when he's looking around at all the devastation. And he's like, who could have done this? Um, and then, yes, uh, leads to AJ getting to talking to. And I like how this plays out, too, because Tony, in, in typical Tony fashion, he's always just kind of rolling out of bed with his hair sticking yeah. up in his robe on. So he kind of he wanders into the scene and he doesn't know what happened and he gets mm-hmm. to find out, like, uh, in the midst of it as you know, because he, he's all like, "What are you doing home?" <laughs> like, because you know he's supposed to be at school, but he got uh, sent home because they uh, trashed the pool. How do you tr- how do you trash a pool? Uh, yeah. In between on this- your mother's birthday, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, oh yeah, and it's just like the other one, like on your confirmation or whatever it was. <laughs> uh, right. And and in between this, medico- Meadow shows up because she wants a car, um, and she's trying to make it seem like. You know, she wants to see the – fan. I, what, I can't come and have dinner every now and then? And she keeps giving not-so-subtle glances at Jackie Jr. Uh, this is before that. But anyways, yeah, AJ is now Yeah, I trouble. mean, clearly
0: she should have a car, judging by last <laughs> week's ending of the episode. She oh, really yeah. needs that car. Yeah, very cheap. Like – how how do you have that experience and your next thought is like i need one of these of my own like shouldn't she at least be a little bit like maybe i'll just hold off a little bit on the car front no uh, she just wants to get to that d just so much faster
1: absolutely oh and when tony's you know mad at aj here when he finds out i guess this is what puts his like football thing over the top and i can't tell if they're being serious or if this is just tony latching onto a pipe dream when he's like there goes your football career. Uh or that's something Tony.
0: Like- that's I i read that as all Tony, okay. you know, Tony being ridiculous like cuz he we already know that he thinks it's a lot bigger than than AJ does. Yeah. And this is like almost comedically so for him it's been like cuz wasn't it something about him too like of if this thing hadn't ever happened I would have had a big football career so he's just projecting that.
1: Yes, yeah, okay. And uh yeah, you basically you're screwing everything up. Uh, and yeah. then we check in with Carm and Roe at Vesuvio's, where you know this is another uh, Mutsadel reference uh, because Artie's really pushing this Mutsadel that he got FedEx from Italy, and you know they're unimpressed. Yep. Uh, I mean, this kind of a whatever scene. I mean, I guess it's like they, again they're talking about the relationship. And it makes sense because uh, from what we know of Jackie Jr., because we've seen him in his more personal moments, he is a fuck-up, dumb person. Uh, He's very much an extension of AJ in a different way. Um, Mm. But, yeah, it makes sense why Rosalie would be happy because Meadow, you know, is put together. She's in college doing doing the right stuff. Although, I guess... You're supposed to think Jackie Jr. is, but you know she wants Jackie Jr. to be uh, have a good influence with Meadow, and of course Carmela's worried about the bad influence of Jackie Jr. on Meadow.
0: Yeah, to the point I almost thought she'd pick that up when when you know she keeps saying, "Oh, you did a great job, Meadow's so wonderful, so great, I'm so happy," and she's like, "Thank you." She's not like, "Oh, yeah. <laughs> and your kid as well." Oh. oh yeah. Instead, they get into Artie, and uh, apparently. Uh, there's the divorce uh, is still happening. Lawyers are being hired left and right, so they they talk a bit about that and like, oh, you know, our husbands are real pieces of shit, but we never divorce them. Ha <laughs> mm-hmm. And this keeps being brought up with Carmilla over and over and over. I wish they'll just get a divorce already, so mm-hmm. we'll get a, a different dynamic because they just keep doing it. And I know you know there's a lot of this in this. Uh, so my my prediction just early on here is this whole love uh affliction that's happening with tony it's just to get a final nail in the coffin of carmilla and tony's relationship this is going to be the thing that pushes it over the edge because we're all we already got carmilla hurtling towards that uh direction add this on top and we'll get some sort of explosion especially with the new character who's a little bit volatile uh something bad's gonna happen and it's gonna ruin the marriage at Mm. least i think so fingers crossed
1: Mm. yeah um I mean, uh, I can neither confirm nor deny anything you're saying, but I like your thought process. I will Mm. say that uh, I like the subtlety of they have this conversation. And, of course, it ties into her thoughts with Meadow and someone like Jackie Jr. and kind of dealing with this thing of ours type marriage that she's in. And also, I'm not sure if it's for sure the next time we see her, but clearly when we see her and she has those earrings it's because she's feeling all these feelings after this especially this conversation with rosalie so she's like you know what i'm gonna go buy some fucking earrings because i can't even think about this reality right now Uh, i might as well get the earrings and you know what who knows might get the necklace too uh because what the fuck am i dealing with right now so i think that's that's a nice little moment they have there uh and yes we do see tony and gloria uh he brings a gift to her i like that Gloria is not really impressed by the gift. And I thought they were going to play that up a little bit more, but I guess I kind of like that they don't, because, I mean, she is a successful businesswoman from at least our understanding. Yeah, uh, she sells very expensive cars, and um, you know, Tony was immediately impressed by how put together she was. I mean, as we're, we'll start to see, maybe the, those are there's some hit, hidden secrets behind those walls, but. She's not really impressed, and she's, I guess, playing hard to get in a way because Tony just thinks like, "I'm just gonna take you away from work," but she might be selling a hundred thousand dollar car. She ain't going nowhere with you, bro. What you got? You brought a purse? Get out of here.
0: Yeah, and she, uh, I mean, she rolls up and like w- with a guy, and sh- she says he buys a new six hundred for me every year. I don't know what that is or means. Is that a Is this a guy who buys a car or is yeah, it a guy who she's fucking or both? Like and she shows off this watch that she got last year due to the sale she made. Because I was really like is she just saying she's fucking this guy and she, he gives him <laughs> her gifts? But no, he's buying cars every year, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean there could be I think Tony uh the reason why Tony's playing so hard here is because he does maybe have that thought that she's probably fucking yep. this guy. Uh, but it, it could be read either way. Cause yeah, Mercedes Benz 600. Uh, it, she could either be saying it paid for this watch, or I was given this watch as a gift because of my sales or yeah, I'm just fucking this dude. Cause he's rich and powerful.
0: Well, now that you mention it, I think your your read is definitely right, but i was I was literally I wasn't thinking like, oh, how do I analyze this I was just confused
1: by it because I don't know what a six hundred is but if you say that's a car uh, I'll go we'll go with that and then uh we get into Polly and Tony talking about snakes. I didn't bother to check this I'm just gonna assume that Polly's correct and snakes fuck themselves and have
0: <laughs> now I did the opposite I didn't check it either, but I just assumed he was not correct. <laughs>
1: Uh, let's see. Do snakes need uh, uh, mates to lay an egg? Female snakes usually reproduce by breeding with one or more males who fertilize their eggs. Uh, female right. will then typically lay her eggs within weeks. Or sisters are doing it for themselves. While traditionally female snakes need to mate with a male snake to produce fertilized eggs, some, like the flowerpot snake, produce young by a process called parthenogenesis, also known as asexual reproduction. So, yes, some snakes do fuck themselves, like, as Pauly so eloquently put it.
0: Well, your Googling is uh, superior to mine in every way because I put in snake sex, and don't do that. (laughs) Don't do that, everybody, okay? Just closing that tab out. Let's not linger on this any longer. Uh, Okay, so Jackie Jr. comes in, and like you mentioned, Tony gives him the talking to of, like, no, but for real, this time it's for realsies. uh you're not allowed to fuck up and of course we know he's not in school anymore and like I feel like every character kind of knows that because he's never been at school and just I I guess he does lie here and say well no wait he says he got an A is he in school I I don't even know anymore
1: well that's what I was gonna ask too yeah because the only thing that's weird is why would he have her do a paper for him unless is he even lying to her and no th- to the- <laughs> I,
0: But did he go d- There was some scene about this Did he like start at a different school Like a men's fashion school or something Well he uh, said he
1: wanted to I don't know if he necessarily did But yeah but he's, the, not
0: I, doing the, he's clearly not doing the bike Chemistry thing right
1: Well yeah maybe he's just not doing med school But Because uh, I, I was a little thrown off by this as well Because She did a paper for him But all I'm thinking is like I thought he dropped out of school Unless it's just some other dumb Jackie Jr. side gig where he's, like, selling papers to people. It seems like something he would do. He'd be on campus like, let me get you hooked up with an Edgar Allen Poe paper. It's like, but what? This is biology. Yeah. What what do you – I got to spell it out for you? You figure it out. You know, (laughs) classic Jackie Jr. Um, so, yeah, I'm a little confused on that as well. Uh, I mean, I guess okay. we can assume he is taking maybe general classes, but he's not doing med med school. I don't mm-hmm. know. But
0: it's just the way they do this scene where when, when Tony's like, how many days off do they give you at Rutgers? And he's like, oh, I got class three days a week. And it's, it's like he's lying, like I yeah. can tell he's lying in his acting, but I also believe that he's doing some sort of school thing, and I, I think there was something where they kind of explained that much, but much like a 600, I was just like, huh, oh, okay, school, I guess, very just, much confused by everything, but uh, it's clear that he's lying either way, and he's yeah. not on the straight and narrow, we know that much.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um... So yeah,
0: although I will say I was impressed that he like actually could say some things about Edgar Allan Poe, like great writer, what a fucking nut job, and he actually knew. I guess maybe he read it before he handed it in, so good job.
1: I was also I didn't double check this, but I just assumed what he was saying was wrong. But Um, I mean, is (laughs) it is it right? I'm not sure.
0: Well, I don't know. (laughs) Probably wrong. Now that you mention it,
1: like what did he say? Didn't he say he married his cousin?
0: Um. Yeah, he did say that. Uh, but you, you and I don't know. So like, how are we going to check? I'm not Googling anything more of this episode. So, okay. No,
1: uh, no. I, I mean, it's right. He, he, he married his, uh, Virginia Eliza Clem. He married, it was because it was okay to marry your underage first cousin. And then Edgar Allan Poe did exactly that. So yeah, she was only 13 when he married her. So why cool. are we, why are we celebrate this guy? <laughs> Me too, well. motherfucker.
0: Uh, <laughs> well the the title of course the telltale mozzarella uh is also a play on his short story the telltale heart mm-hmm. and uh, of course uh our hearts go out to telltale games who recently shut down that Ooh. this is a time capsule of a show as we're going through here telltale games oh even an- another clementine important in all of our histories oh, wow. and that's all gone now
1: the yeah. layers of this show my goodness why are you <laughs> yeah, not so submitting references. five-star reviews uh, oh shit, Jim. Yes.
0: F- fucking we got a review. <laughs> I oh, know this did. is uh out of uh, you know, out of the ordinary, but hey, like Jim mentioned, why not submit a review? Let's do a quick ad break here where we just uh quickly mm-hmm. go through here and uh fucking update this fucking shit we did get a review we got a review this week uh fucking don't we have a sounder for that jim can we get a sounder for this we should uh, get a sounder for it we should have a sounder for it absolutely okay so it's not loading right now so consider this uh oh here it is okay great uh this is from r kelly's atl porta potty listen to just about Jesus. every one um on the iTunes, what the fuck, listen to just about everything, uh, iTunes, the iTunes world has, has to offer, but this one takes the cake. Deep dives into the themes and influences that develop the greatest TV show of all time. Sorry, not sorry, The Wire, Mad Men, and Thrones. The kicker is that we get a goofy Scandinavian guy, <laughs> Jacob, to analyze through his first watch of the show. I'm always kind of jealous of those who get to watch it for the first time. Wow, very that's a five-star cool. review. Best Sopranos podcast out there. Thank you very much. And if you would like to submit a review, please do so on iTunes. We'll also give you a shout-out on the show.
1: Yeah, preferably at the beginning of the show. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I know, I know. Or the end. Don't yeah. just
0: throw it in the middle. Uh, but uh, it had to be done before I forgot. had to be done. I am goofy. I can't <laughs> help it Oh,
1: uh, Okay, yeah, and Peter, thank you, Peter C., in the chat. Uh, we also do broadcast live on our YouTube channel. Uh, I checked if Edgar Allan Poe was from the Bronx, and it was true. Because I totally thought, I was like, there's no way that's true. Uh, I should have done my due diligence. But, hey, good for you, Jackie Jr.
0: Yeah, well done. Uh, okay, okay, okay. So, it's the opening night at the Crazy Horse, and damn, if there ain't a crowd in there, I guess they really did turn that place around. And then a band starts playing, and this feels like we're in, uh... Like Buffy the Vampire Slayer with this music and this yeah. place, it feels like the Bronx. Uh, except everyone's drinking beer, which they rarely did in there. Um, so you know it's great. Uh, they're selling ecstasy in the bathroom, just like in uh, well, just like in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. One
1: of my favorite moments again. Again, I think going over this episode, they do have a a lot of little subtle notes to it that I really like. And I guess this isn't that subtle, but. I love that Artie's in the crowd and he's got his earring and he's such a classic divorcee midlife crisis guy. It's such a quick thing, but he's like, he's like really feeling the music and he's like in the crowd. I'm like, of course, you know, and you know, there's this whole storyline going on, uh, that we're not seeing on screen where Artie is like cruising for chicks at the new grand opening of the crazy horse, probably longingly staring at Adriana sometimes, uh and also thinking like oh you know this is a cool hip spot and this is where i'm going to start my new life but anyways that's (laughs) what i'm reading from it
0: (laughs) yeah and uh, they they mix it so like the music is drowning everything out i i would say like it's kind of a calm song for doing that sort of mix but i i guess it doesn't matter it would have made more sense, kind of, if it was a really loud song, like a really in-your-face song. Uh, but either way, they can't hear anything. Um, Chris comes up and gets a pat on the back from uh, Polly Walnuts, uh, which is interesting because, you know, last time we saw, he was sniffing Adriana's his panties and digging out all their Perk shoes and everything, and now, now they're all up hugging on each other because, hey, life's great now. You got your own thing on the side.
1: Well, and even I was surprised that he gives them an envelope. Uh, yeah. Because I was like, "What, Paulie, giving someone money?" Uh, and I wasn't even sure why he did. But I mean, he hands yeah. him an envelope. I guess maybe it's just a congratulations. That's like, you know, like we learned from fellows when they line up with their envelopes at the at the wedding. You know, Christopher married a club, uh, so he gets an envelope yeah. of money. And yes, we exactly. see uh, we meet matouche dealing drugs in the bathroom, and he gets a, a good talking to uh, by Furio and kicked out. Kicked in his ass and sent sent a pack in, uh, and then we check in with Tony and Gloria at the zoo, and you know talking about the the apes and Tony's just all grabbing up on her, being all over. Her. She's trying to talk about the animals, and then he gets annoyed that she has a Buddhist talisman, and they kind of <laughs> have a little uh, side discussion on that. And he's like, "What is?" I think he says something like, "Why can't you just be Catholic?" Uh, this, oh, why can't <laughs> yeah. just be like Roman Catholic
0: what's ro- no he says what's wrong with the Catholicism oh, yeah. which is a big question <laughs> yeah, to ask yeah. Tony
1: uh, and yeah so kind of talk through that a little bit and we get back to the snake motif because they kind of duck in well first he's like grabbing up on her and making out with her in front of kids she brings up you know well, where are your kids right now and then he says bye bye that's my heart on and then she's like liar because she grabs his dick Uh, What is up with this scene, though? (laughs) Like,
0: (laughs) you're saying all this, and I'm just brought back to it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that did all happen, I guess. Yeah, I Uh, mean, I
1: guess they're playing up how, like, I guess we've never really seen a. a, Well, I mean, besides when Tony went to Italy, uh, although they didn't end up having sex outside of his dream, we haven't seen a. a, She kind of takes more charge with Tony than anyone else we've seen. Uh, So -hmm. I guess maybe that's kind of what we're playing off of, and. I guess he's digging that and he likes that. She, even though he like is mad about the Buddhist stuff, he likes it because it's like, again, it's this new interesting thing to him. Um, and then, yeah, like the snakes come back. So this is clearly like meaning something here. He even brings it up. Like, yeah, my friend says snakes can fuck themselves. Uh, and, you know, they fuck by the snake exhibit in the zoo. <laughs>
0: yeah, the snake place. Uh, very true. Uh, very uh, sort of phallic all around, I suppose. Well, and also Just don't Google it, everyone. Yeah. Like it's more phallic than you'd imagine or would think was possible physically.
1: Um, well, and also going back, because when Polly does say that Tony brings up Adam and Eve, so I guess we are getting into like temptation. Um, oh yeah, and you know she is Eve tempting, or the snakes tempting Tony, what what have you? I mean, Tony and animals. Uh, that's going to be, I mean, it's been a recurring theme. It'll continue to be a recurring theme. Tony just has really interesting relationships with animals. And when it comes to snakes, we know ducks are his family. And when it comes to snakes, it's fucking
0: well, and, I mean, the gorilla as well, even with the way they shoot it, it's yeah. very parallel. Like, he is a big hulking guy. We're always describing a, him as a sort of big bear of a man, but, like, the gorilla is not a bad thing either to compare him to when they yeah. say, like, oh, like she says, oh, he looks so innocent, and he's like, yeah, that thing could rip you apart. As like, oh, the layers.
1: And especially the way he's, like, he really is all over her, and he's really just, like, a giant comforter just <laughs> wrapped around her. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I guess they are playing with a lot of things here uh, to set up a scene where he fucks her by a snake. Uh, and then what? Uh, the Oh, the dealer goes to Jackie Jr. Uh, to have a sit down. Not a great idea. Uh, someone with no power. And, I mean, he is playing. Jackie is playing up the part. I think they do mention it on the wiki that, like, He's doing kind of the Godfather, like Brando, like the way he's sitting, and he's got his finger to his temple, and he's, like, really thinking about it. Uh, and he's like, you know, I'll have a sit down. Uh, let me help you out, and, you know, we'll we'll see how that plays out.
0: Well, yeah, and he even has the guy behind him, like, because he has to have a guy behind him, and we, the guy he was playing pool with, uh, Gigi, whatever his name was. I don't recall. Uh, Gigi's um, the
1: one that died and- on the toilet, but, yeah, I forget that guy's name too. <laughs>
0: right so we're great at this podcasting business clearly um but yeah he's there like oh we're done here and all that and it like gives the impression that it's uh like he has someone with status and it seems like it that's why it's a great reversal as well with later when he's in the hospital it's like i don't think they like you <laughs> but it's like clear that he didn't do shit for him um so then we're in school and we get the scene with the principal we already mentioned it how tony kind of uh, well, and Carmilla especially is like, wait, I. but we said this was going to happen. And they're like, we believe it's against his best interest to sever his relationship with the squad and etc., etc. So getting out of there, Carmilla's upset that, oh, you just rolled over and did whatever. And she's actually upset about something else here, uh, presumably, because he did actually ask like, wait, what? Are we not doing the detention even?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's still this whole thing with... Uh You know, looking at Meadows' potential with Jackie Jr., reflecting on the choices she made and how she's here with Tony. And even though she loves to get, uh, I mean, she loves her big house and the money and the rings she gets, there's still the reality of uh, it's clearly not a healthy relationship. Um, And plus, I mean, maybe playing a little bit off of what we've seen when she went to a therapist and, uh, you know, was basically told, you need to leave this person. Uh, You can't be here. Uh, And I guess in a little bit, uh, still the AJ thing, because he doesn't put up, Tony does mention some stuff, but he doesn't really put up that big of a fight. Uh, But again, like, I I would think you'd be more mad at the school than anything else. Yeah,
0: and uh, moving on, we do have a therapy scene with someone other than uh, Tony, I mean, with Melfi. Have we had that before? I. I don't think so.
1: No, just besides, well, um, you know, Carmela that one time. But yeah, it is interesting. Mm. We get to kind of peek in to, you know, this new character in Tony's life. Uh, they do share a therapist. So it's we've been in this room seeing Tony spill his guts, and now we see Gloria there. And we get a few little peeks at what her reality is, you know, because what she, she says, she's had a good two weeks, and Melfi asks her about her nightmares, which I guess... <laughs> is a recurring thing. Uh, and she does bring up that she had an attempted suicide over a breakup. Uh, and yeah. as we know from Tony and his Russian guma, he may not handle breakups that well. So uh, who knows where that's going to go. And she's, yeah. what, uh, Gloria gets very mad because Melfi, you know, Melfi's a detective in her own right. She knows something's going on and she heard a male's voice. I do like that it makes sense. Because Melfi's like, well, no, you've had, uh, you know, crisis and trauma in your life because of relationships. So if you're lying to me about your appointment and you're secretly with a guy, it's completely rational that I'd ask, you know, what's going on.
0: Yeah, and clearly she just heard that it was Tony anyway. Uh, although next scene, well, I'll skip over the scene in between just to, to mention it. Uh, the next scene with Tony in therapy I guess that's a lot later maybe I'm skipping too far but either way uh, I love what this brings her to when she gets a call from her son and picks yeah. it up like I hate all my patients yeah. and I love that her son who otherwise hasn't been that much of a three dimensional character like it makes perfect sense that he's like yeah mom I know everyone sucks yeah, he's like, Fuck <laughs> like it's awful really it is funny <laughs> because of course t- 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 they're both there and they're just all smiley in therapy and she knows what's going on and the turning point is clearly when he quotes some fucking buddhist nonsense and she's like well even more obvious now and the thing that upsets her is it's up to you how much progress you want to make it depends on how honest you are with yourself and with me and they're not honest and they're wasting her time so that's why she yells into the phone there
1: yeah and i do want to say that i like um even though her son yeah he's not really like a full character uh, I like that actor and I like how they use them uh, because yeah. I really like this scene and the payoff. And, and I also like that. Yeah. I do think that Melfi um, was like, was that Tony? But it took, you know, it took a little bit for her to be like, okay, no, it was definitely Tony. Cause it, it yeah. just made more sense that she wouldn't immediately be like, Oh my God, Tony's in the background of this call. You liar. Uh, but it, as it plays out and she, you know, the way Gloria is talking, and then the way Tony's talking Because Tony's kind of doing the same thing He's just kind of whining about AJ's situation But then he's, you know Talking about how good things are And yeah, starts talking about Like a Buddhist point of view Because what she's like, that sounds very Eastern He's like, well yeah, I'm from New Jersey uh, And she's like, well no, that's not what I mean Nice little joke uh, But yes, then she gets the call in the media Is like, I fucking hate them all And he's like, yeah, fuck them, quit <laughs> gives a shit <laughs> Yes.
0: Uh, So in between those two scenes, we do get a scene at the Bing where Silvio is laying it out for Chris... As a new, as a new, uh, you know, entertainment connoisseur or a bar owner, like, oh, it's not the easy life and all that. I suspect you might be right. I suspect we'll get some of that going on because it's not going to be like opening night, glitz and glamour forever. It's going to come with some issues. It's going to be a bit of a money sink. Maybe you're going to have to set fire to it for the insurance eventually, and maybe Adriana won't like that. Um, But either way, Sylvia has to head off. Jackie Jr. comes in, tries to do his smooth talking and all, and Christopher's not having it. And I had to think, like, why aren't they friendly anymore? Uh, Because they did do that robbery together. But I guess after that he was told very strictly by tony leave him the fuck out of everything so i guess that's why he's being a dick they don't really dislike each other or didn't previously i mean well yeah they did but then they ended up working together so i don't well, know well
1: i think it's also uh for christopher like a status thing as well you know kind of like one yeah. of his other interactions with jackie junior was when jackie junior disrespected the pizza place And then Chris was like, you know, I don't want to be an asshole, but I can't be seen around here anymore. I think it's also an extension of that where it's like before it was more he was desperate. That's why he hooked up with Jackie Jr. to go on that sting because he needed money to give Pauly. But not that we've directly seen it. I mean, I guess we're kind of directly seeing it now that he has a club. Things are starting to fall into place. He's starting to get the hang of it a little bit. So he's not just going to have a sit down with this piece of shit. Uh, plus, yeah, on top of it, Tony said, you know, we we, we don't want to be dealing with Jackie Junior to keep him out of this shit. And because he's just kind of playing it cool. Like, I don't I don't feel like a chat is this thing like he brings it up. Like, I like how it's like, well, you know, we don't have time for a sit down. We got time for a chat. And it's like, all right, what's the difference? I think he's just being a dick. Uh, but either way I love that Jackie's finally getting a little bit hip to the game because he sees Tony and he's like oh my god I better get the fuck out of here because uh, Tony's gonna freak if he sees me here
0: yeah because it's a strip club even even as bad almost as bad as being uh, seen at a casino but yeah of course he goes to the guy and he's like I got it all sorted it's <laughs> fine I can't relate to this uh, at least because I will always like just fake it till you make it. And he basically tells this guy to fake it and then eventually it'll be fine. He does say, like, oh, as long as it's outside. I guess that makes sense in his mind. Um, but of course it doesn't work out. He tries to wet his beak a little too. He says, oh, my beak's parched. Please uh, let yeah. me wet my beak there. Boy, and I even here it's like the guy says, like, sure, I'll take care of you. Like the power dynamic is already shifting of like, oh, you said you would fix this, but you haven't actually fixed this. Uh, but then obviously it gets even worse. Um, and it's the um, next scene, well, oh, I was gonna go say
1: ahead. it's just kind of a, it's it's almost a take off what we saw that uh, Johnny Sack was doing last week, um, where but so, but obviously Johnny Sack's much smarter and more experienced in this stuff when he was handling Ralphie and Tony, where he's like, yeah, you know, Ralphie, you know, yeah, Ralphie, Tony wants to sit down even though he doesn't, but Jackie's just dumb and he thinks he can do the same thing uh any th- yeah his brilliant idea is tell him it's okay as long as he's outside the club because you know furio will never figure out that he's dealing outside of the club um and it uh, ends in tragedy
0: yeah that's so many things do The uh, but something that ends in comedy is the next scene where we have Carmela and tony uh lecturing aj we get the scene from the beginning about the gutters they're on the edge they collect the water <laughs> What? They're the gutters, okay? Yeah. You yeah. have to clear them out. Now, I will say, even though I know what the gutters are, I've never uh, had to have them cleared out. I don't know, because, uh, I don't know, you just have trees really close to them that will fuck them up maybe? I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, where I live now, I live in a house here, but it, it's in the desert, so mm-hmm. we don't have – I mean, we have rain now and then, but we don't have, like, seasons where the leaves are falling and all that. And back east, I always lived in apartments, so someone else would clean the gutters of those buildings. But it makes yeah. sense in a house where there's fall and there's rainstorms a lot. You get the leaves falling. You got dirt and whatnot blowing around. Sometimes the gutters get clogged. Someone's going to go in and clean them. But AJ's so privileged, she yeah. doesn't even know what they are.
0: Yeah. Well, I will say the last house I stayed in, uh, it was not so much an issue with... The gutters. We were maybe there. There was an issue. We were just more concerned about the rain coming in through the actual roof. So that was like that. Probably that was a bit higher on the list of priorities. So we never really bothered about the gutters. I Also, I mean, uh, this is the very end of the episode, but the last scene there, there's leaves coming down as he's clearing the gutters. I fully expected the final <laughs> shot for him just to fall yeah. down, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think we're all waiting for it. We're all waiting for it. Yeah. That would be the full transition from Sopranos, the drama, <laughs> the dramedy, I guess you could say, to Sopranos <laughs> the sitcom. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, so next scene... Um, jackie goes to see the guy who's in hospital and uh he's all fucked up he's speaking to like his teeth are all nailed together or whatever they do for that and you think this is funny and jackie does think it's funny but he's like oh man sorry about that man um you must have disrespected them what can i say
1: yes yeah and i mean we had a quick scene where he is dealing outside kind of according to what jackie had told him but Furio and his goons show up uh, and they need to teach him a lesson. And yeah, his jaw's wired and he says something like, they don't give fuck or something like that. Yeah. Uh But he's like, did you say my name? Did you say <laughs> Did you say that I talked to Christopher? And they throw in a nice little goof where he's like, can you pass me the, you know, uh, the bedpan? I need to pee. And Jackie Jr. can't even do that. Can't even give him the bedpan. You know, hey, maybe a nurse will give you a cheap thrill. Uh, and it's weird because I'm trying to figure out what kind of I guess he has somewhat self-awareness because I assume that's why he's asking for a gun because maybe he's like uh oh am I in danger if this guy is saying my name um or it's just another boneheaded Jackie jr decision because clearly him having a gun if he's if he's just using it for protection maybe but you know this guy is a comedy of errors so I assume it won't end well for him
0: well, I I thought maybe it was like all right, I got to deal with this issue on my own, but like he doesn't care that much either. So I can't say, I think it's just that he feels impotent from the whole exchange of like he tr- he thought I have this clout, I can get this done and he can't get anything done. So at least if he has a gun, he'll feel a bit more powerful uh like most people do if they get a big gun um so or a small gun a 38 mm-hmm. it'll do the tr- get the job done um but the most important thing about this upcoming scene here is of course the pasta what I do love you um uh, yeah like because i just cooked pasta before our recording here i tried this out i will say i didn't my meal was probably not as well cooked i don't have a gas oven so maybe it doesn't work the same way do you what do you do with your pasta after you drain it jim
1: I actually haven't done this trick, but when I was watching it, I was like, I have to try this the next time I make pasta. Uh, I really like Ralphie in this scene. Um, It's a quick Ralphie scene. We haven't seen a lot of Ralphie, but, I mean, we've seen a lot of – in this episode, I mean, but we've seen a lot of him in the previous ones. So I like – it's kind of a weird touching scene for Ralphie because, you know, he's being a nice guy. He's being a family man. He's making dinner. He's giving tips. He's giving away guns. He's, you know, yep. doing what he thinks is, is right. And I feel like if we do this uh, pasta technique properly, we'll be doing it for the rest of our days and teaching our children who will teach their children.
0: Well again, so I after i well this is we're we're gonna get into this for the rest of the episode. when I drain my pasta, what I would usually do is put it back in the pot, I'd put a little bit of oil in it, and I'd put it back on the heat and stir it around, so that makes it so it doesn't stick together. Ah. Obviously, you don't want to put too much, you don't want it to be all slick, but like it just gives it a bit of something. But putting in butter, I think, would have a very similar effect, except it would make it even more rich, maybe a bit too rich. But I haven't tried putting in the gravy. So, well, I did try it today. It was fine. Uh, But maybe I need real butter, real gravy. Gravy. What the fuck is that, by the way? But okay. Okay.
1: I don't typically um, put it back in the pot, but no, the butter part I do do. That's my parents would do that too. When we, it would yeah. actually be when we have it in the strainer and it was still. Now we're talking about pasta, my dudes. No, uh, I'm,
0: I, that's all I've <laughs> wanted since I watched yeah. this scene. Go
1: ahead. Well, yeah, typically when we have it in the strainer, it's still nice and piping hot because it kind of just got strained. And then yeah, yeah. then we put a, a good chunk of butter in it and let the kind of let the butter start to melt naturally. Nice. Then you kind of like you know shake it up a little bit let it go through because yeah that'll keep it from sticking and it does seem like it will help the help it absorb the gravy if you will but i'm wondering now you throw a little gravy in there turn the heat up make it absorb it even more ah
0: it certainly (laughs) could do you pour boiling water over the pasta as you're draining it uh no That's a a little trick I do where – well, I don't know if it actually helps or anything, but take it out. You obviously strain it, but then it's all like – I don't know, just get some boiling water on there. It gives it a little bit of extra heat. So you oh. just pour it and it cleans it off more properly than just shaking it around. Yep. Uh, so all the little gunk gets out of there. But I like your idea. We'll we'll report back next yeah. week with our new pasta techniques. And like you mentioned, it is a nice like homemaker moment for Ralphie because we've just seen him like murder people for no reason. Yeah. Uh. So here it's like, oh yeah, he actually can be a guy who's useful to be around. And he's the only one who Jackie Jr. can go to when he's like... Like, oh yeah, you can have my gun. Like he's he's the only one who's uh, opening the door for this kid in the way he wants to. So um, I don't know. It it is a nice scene. I liked it.
1: Well, and um, I I mean, I've been talking about this a little bit in previous episodes as well. Like most other shows wouldn't, you know, once you have Ralphie uh, murder a pregnant girl, it would just be like villain. This guy's a villain. He's a villain. And they're not doing that. Like they're kind of in their way going out of their way to almost endear him to us outside of the fact that he is the, you know, an an antagonist to Tony. But the way they even played that out, like like I was saying last week, I was feeling sorry for him a bit just because, yeah, like we we went over it. Tony was making decisions not in his own best interest. But, you know, here we go. Uh, I'm liking Ralphie even more. So I'm just hoping he turns this thing around. Yeah,
0: we'll see. Uh, Next scene is in, I suppose, a fancy hotel room with Tony and Gloria, and they do some more seducing back and forth, um, where she says, I want you to know I don't expect anything from you except kindness. Uh, And he says, okay, and she says, oh, you really are in love with yourself, aren't you? (laughs) And there's like so much going on in her brain that we can feel that for Tony it really is like, Ah, wow, that woman's so hot. I love how hot that woman is and that she's talking to me and I want her to keep talking to me and having sex with me. I I there presumably is a lot more going on in her head.
1: Well, uh Peter C in the chat made this comment earlier when we were talking about Tony and Gloria and he's uh I actually I give a shout out to Peter C because he's been go he hasn't watched Sopranos either, much like you, Jacob, and he's actually shown restraint to watch it week to week with us and go along with the podcast, but a
0: hero, if you will, yeah. of the people.
1: Uh yeah, he says. I feel like it's obvious that o- although Tony loves being with Gloria in the moment, he views it much less serious than Gloria does. He likes how it he he likes it how it doesn't want any sort of real relationship. Um, which yeah, yeah I mean, I it's this weird. Like I think he I I, I think he likes the fact that she's in therapy a lot too, like that there's this, I don't know, not danger per se, but she's a wild card. And I mean, yep. as we see, cause then she takes his gun out and she's like swinging the gun around and talking about how heavy it is. And as we know, she did try to commit suicide before. Uh, I mean, Tony doesn't know any of this, but, um, you know, I guess, you know, she's uh, she's uh, naked on him, grinding on him, and then playing around with his gun. So this is, like, a great moment for Tony. He's almost entering uh, Janice levels then, you know. They're a step away from holding the – she can hold the gun to his head. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I mean, next scene is the one we already mentioned where he's in therapy and it's very noticeable how happy he is. Another extra slap in the face that we didn't even mention is how he's like, here, have a little extra on top, like just because of the good results this week. And it's such a fucking fuck you because... it's so selfish and so weird that like he's feeling better in the moment and he pays for it, but she knows he's having sex with her other patient and it might end up actually endangering her or making things fucked up. And it's like, I'm not here to make you feel good. I mean, in a way, I suppose she is, but like I'm, I'm not some prostitute that you can give a tip when I do a well, better job for one week. It's
1: even one better. She's a pimp. Like, he's tipping the yeah. pimp that hooked him up with the great prostitute like it's Mm -hmm. like that's kind of the level but then it gets to the point where you know her son needs some expensive books well all right i got this pimp money (laughs) i mean (laughs) what are we gonna do not spend the pimp money
0: (laughs) well that would be silly then it would just be sitting there reminding you that you had to be a pimp and he did ask last week he did ask about like oh tell me more about this uh, gloria girl and then like next week uh well she she's clever she puts it together hence the conversation with her son she hates everyone yes
1: yeah and then then we go back to the 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 casino uh tony shows up and he sees jackie jr's there and uh finally a little bit more uh of an elevated contact with jackie jr because yeah he like kind of throws him against the wall right and he's like you know what did i just tell you and of what uh, Jackie Jr. always tries to come up with his old like I was at a bachelor party I was dragged over here like uh, he always has these excuses but now Tony's not not uh, not hearing it anymore Mm -hmm.
0: exactly Um, so next scene is the final one
1: Um, okay so that's when she gets the earrings all right I'm sorry so it's at the end but you know it's clearly because of how she's feeling about their relationship Uh, that she gets the earrings but now we've seen this is where we see the flip now tony's second guessing this uh jackie jr meadow thing but Carm's maybe a little bit more on board
0: yeah that's about the end of it we see the leaves falling and all that but uh but yeah uh like to I, i think peter in the chat said also another episode that didn't really hit into the central narrative uh this season continues to be a bit all over the place yeah and uh I, I I feel like that as well, and I think when we're watching a show that's coming out live for the first time, almost every season feels like that, unless it's an amazing show like The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Um, if you if you're watching a show and uh, in the middle of the season, it's like oh, I don't really know what they're doing, but I guess it might figure. They might figure it out. In this case, you're watching it after the fact. Maybe you have more insight into this, but I I feel like some of the things are like, well, this is gonna build up, or it is building up. You can't really tell, but it is, and there's something's gonna pay off. But at the same time, the pace here is a bit strange, and I don't know. I I. I I don't want to be too critical, but I don't think season three is my favorite season so far, uh, comparing it with the other two. In fact, it's probably at the bottom for me. Uh, Obviously, we haven't finished it, and I don't think it's bad, but it's just there was a lot more consistency in in previous seasons.
1: Well, I think, yeah, I think all those criticisms are fair. I, I do feel like they haven't nailed it yet, but as this show goes on, they get more and more um uh focused focused and uh i guess focus they just get more and more focused on theme uh, over than plot and i feel like that's what yeah. they're they're doing here uh and it's a little bit clunky uh as they're trying to do it because we're used to a little bit more of a formula as far as you know tony's uh antagonists and how they build and how that pays off and they're doing that a little bit here but yeah they're jumping around a bit because it's like we have this jackie jr thing which hasn't advanced a ton uh yeah. until now i guess here in episode nine but again it's something that's been like weaved throughout uh all the previous eight episodes um and then of course ralphie where it's been kind of like a hot and cold thing uh where it's it seemed like the kind of such an urgent most important thing and then it would take like the back seat for a little bit and then kind of come back. Uh so yeah, it's interesting. Uh it's interesting what they're doing. I don't I don't think it's outside of criticism. I think there is some uh method to their madness, but I also feel yeah. like we like I've mentioned this before, sometimes they might have some slip-ups, but then people like critics or us or just because the show's so good will be like oh my god this is genius when it's not necessarily what they meant to do uh but again it's like i guess part of the the running thing with this season as well and i mean we've talked about it with some of the you know bigger scenes whether it be the rape scene or the um the uh ralphie beating beating tracy Is they're trying the the, the showrunners and I mean David Chase and the writers are trying to show us that like they're not in it for this mob game like we are yeah and yeah. they want us to feel bad about it and it's not not necessarily working uh, and I mean even, even in this like what is the what is like the mob stuff we've seen in this episode I mean I guess we see it in a goofy way through the Jackie Junior lens outside yeah, of the like, club I guess yeah yeah you know, I was gonna say outside of, like Christopher and the club. But um, I don't know. Yeah, it, it's definitely uh, something to look at and try to figure out like where they're uh, where they're going here, and how much of it is a result of uh, Tony not having Livia Soprano in his life and having that, I guess, yeah. push from that character. Because even though she wasn't directly involved with Tony by design of the plot in season two, it, they were clearly trying to lead towards something here and they weren't able to f- quite pay it off the way they wanted to.
0: Yeah, um, I, I I keep coming back to that, like the start of the season, how it was propelled into some weird direction, and there have been great episodes, like uh, a couple of my favorite episodes of the show even. So I, it's not that I dislike the season, it's just that I it hasn't felt as mm, consistently like heading in the same direction. But that's interesting what you say about theme. It could be that this is in the transition, you know, when there's still like... Hinging it a bit on the plot, a bit on the theme, and uh, I look forward to seeing how they wrap up the season, which is coming up very fast. Now, your opinion could be communicated to us in two ways, dear listener. You could either send us an email to showswhatyouknowshow at gmail.com with your thoughts on this episode or an upcoming episode. I tend to stay out of those emails until we reach the episode, but feel free to throw in some spoilers as long as it's not in the fucking subject line. Yeah, Um, um... And beyond that i'll, um, I'll well, redact sure it
1: you. sorry i didn't mean to cut you off i just wanted well, on to what you're saying i'll redact any information if need be and let jacob see it mm-hmm. through my filter
0: Much appreciated. Uh, That's showswhatyouknowshow at gmail.com. As previously mentioned, uh, in an untimely fashion, you can also leave a review on iTunes, uh, preferably a five-star one. That's just by searching Cut to Black. Please do uh, type it out for us, if you don't mind. We'll read it out, give you a little shout-out. And we do appreciate every single one of those. So a review on iTunes wouldn't be a miss. Is there anything else, Jim?
1: Well, I mean, if you're listening live or if you want to check out some of our other shows, uh, we will be recording right after this uh, an episode on American Vandal Season 2. Uh, mm. So if you want to hear more of our television breakdowns, you can get on showswithyouknow.com or you can stick around on our YouTube where we'll be breaking down a great show on Netflix if you're unfamiliar. Um, so, yeah, stick around for that. Plus, there's one other thing. Oh, what's that? Cut to black.